0: Good morning. Welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our
1: first song.
2: together and we sing the praises of God who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. It's His grace for people like you and me. And um, we have the privilege and the blessing of being able to have a baptism this morning for Jake. And uh, as we do this I just want to talk you through why are we doing this? I think it's one of the greatest traditions in the Christian church, but it's not just a tradition. Rather, it's born out of Scripture and out of the truths we find in it. I mean, the Bible tells us, on the one side of it, that we're all sinners and that we would be lost forever if we were left on our own. But the Bible also makes it clear that God saw that desperate condition and He responded with the sending of His Son. And Jesus lived a perfect life. He suffered, He died, He rose again. Then, before he ascended into heaven, he had a group of people in front of him like this and gave them the marching orders for the church. Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says these words, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's the amazing grace of God for people like you and me. And so we have Jake up here and uh, this baptism is a moment where God himself wants to connect himself with Jake. And uh, we have some people up here who said, you know what, I'll walk alongside Jake and I will pray for him. I will encourage him in his uh, walk with Jesus. So if you are willing, walk alongside of Jake, then answer, I will, with, with God's help. Now, the, uh, the Christian faith is summarized in many different ways throughout scriptures, but a really great summary of that is found in the Apostles' Creed. So I would like to uh, invite you to join together with all of us and to be able to profess this faith as we use those words. together, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And uh, I'm not sure when it was. We'll just say six weeks ago, maybe more. Uh, We had a baptism, and there was a question. You know, Jake, Jake wasn't baptized, and can he be baptized? And I said, You betcha. Is it your desire to be baptized into the Christian faith? So answer yes. Right. Jake, if you would, just lean over. Jake, Sebastian, Tilden, Sloan, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, your hand of grace is is reaching out and has brought Jake into your family. And I thank you for all the blessings that come as a result of that. The assurance he has of your love, your mercy, your presence. And Lord, may this starting point continue to grow as he walks close to you, We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for him through Jesus and in your Holy Spirit. We pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. And if you recall, the kind of the new tradition I'd like to do is when God does something great and fantastic like this, we stand and we applaud the creator of the heavens and the earth. So if you would stand and let's rejoice. (laughs) Jake, one of the, the ways in which Jesus describes himself, he says, I'm the light of the world. And so my prayer for you, our prayer for you as a church, is that the light of Christ would burn brightly in you and even through you as you live your life for him. All for the glory of God. Amen. No. All right, let's continue as we, we sing. So normally in this part of the service, we would you know, pray for everybody, but this morning we're gonna do something a little differently. I found a really cool song online that uh, I wanted to do that Casting Crowns did. It's called, Here's My Heart.
0: And so, it gets to be really easy to sing, so you guys sing with me, please. Here's my heart. My heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Sing that with me. Here's my heart, Lord. Lord. We pray that together. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart. I am loved.
2: Be seated. Let's pray. Oh, good and gracious God, we come to you this day, this moment, and we're in awe of who you are and how you love us. In spite of our sin, in spite of our rebellion, in spite of those moments that we're just like Jonah and we go the other way. Thank you for the love that you have expressed in almost a, a way that we can't fathom. Thank you for the sending of your son. Thank you for his willingness to die on a cross. Thank you for all that he did to accomplish salvation for people like us. And we thank you that his resurrection means our resurrection. His life means our life. So for all these blessings that you have poured out upon us, we receive them, we thank you, and we live in those blessings to the glory and the name of Jesus. Amen. As we continue now in worship, a couple things take place. Uh, prayers, prayers. You'll notice that there's some forms in front of you in the, in the chair backs where you can put down a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of joy, or maybe a prayer of concern. And the ushers will be coming forward in just a minute where we'll collect those and gather those. It's also the time where here at 1C, we pause and say, Lord, you've blessed us with so many blessings, and we want to give back to you. And that's called the offering and the tithe. And so I always say this is a very personal moment between you and your God. I just want to encourage you to listen carefully to what he has to say. How are we to use our gifts, abilities, talents, and treasures, and time all for the glory of Jesus? And then finally, you'll notice fellowship pads that are on the end of the chair rows. If you would take time, Uh, kind of fill that out and pass it down, if you would. And then uh, maybe take a look at the people who are sitting around you. And maybe later on, not during the sermon, but later on, Get to know some of those other people. Again, may God be glorified in our worship. Amen. I wonder what uh, Jonah was thinking about when he was in the belly of the whale and pondering his demise, and, and yet he found that God heard his SOS, and that's where we're going today. We're going to look at his SOS, which is the prayer, and um, before we do so, just a couple questions. How many of you have ever prayed before? Raise your hand. Okay, good. I'm in good company here. How many of you have ever heard another person pray before? All right. Well, I want to, you know, in my years of uh, ministry, I've gotten to see all kinds of people praying all sorts of ways. So I want to give you um, some pictures and some stories along with it. Let's go to the very first picture. What do you think? I'm going to say sometimes I feel like I got so much power. When I say something like, let us pray, honestly, it's like, Many of you will fold your hands, close your eyes, and bow your heads. And it's like, I've got that kind of power. And then when I say amen, all of a sudden eyes open up, heads come up, they look forward. Well, maybe it's not me. But maybe you've been taught that. That's how you pray. And I think it's a beautiful way to pray, but not the only way. Okay? So I'm going to show you some other pictures. Here's another one. Maybe you've been to a a church. Maybe you've even seen it here where there are people, when it's time to pray, they go like this. And I'm going to tell you, if you've been sitting here and you've been kind of itching, going like, you know what, I kind of feel like doing that, but not a lot of people are doing it around me. Just one little instruction. If you do this, just be careful you don't hit the person next to you. It doesn't make for making friends by whacking them with your hands. But feel free, if something's going on inside of you and you say, Lord, I just, I love you and I want to praise you, I want to pray to you, feel free to put your hands up like that. Now here, another picture. This, I'm going to say, kind of goes over the top. And it goes back to when I was at Concordia, Wisconsin. I was, I think, my third year in uh, the school and we were told in our comparative religion class to go to five different churches other than the church that you're a part of. So, didn't go to any LCMS churches. Instead, I went to the inner city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there was an African-American Baptist church. And I knew there was something different about it when you walk in and you see a row of nurses. I'm like, hmm... This, they don't do this at my church, so I make my way in there, and I'm, I'm watching because that's part of the assignment, right? Well, then, I'm watching this. I think she was 94 years old. I don't exactly know how old, but this is how she was praying and praising And she was just like flaying all over the place. I mean, it was pretty exciting, and I was wondering what's going to happen. Well, then all of a sudden, there was a moment where she ends up drooping over the chairs in front of her. She passed out. She was so engaged and involved in the worship, she passed out. Then I found out why the nurses. (laughs) A couple of them go up to her. They take the smelling salt out, and they go like this. And all of a sudden, guess what? She gets back up and starts doing it again. I mean, she was just so into that worship of prayer and praise. Now, contrast that. This is not actually her, um, but there was somebody named Lydia Lieber. I was a pastor, young pastor in Iowa, near the Amana Colonies. And I, I went to see her every month for, to bring Communion. And, you know, if some of you know the story, I mean, it's maybe not as much as it used to be. Um, Lydia would make sure that there would be coffee and baked goods for a pastor. And so that's why I would go there like six times a month. <laughs> no, just once a month. But I would go there and we'd sit down and we would just talk about all kinds of things. And it was just a beautiful time. But when it was time to transition for communion, you can see something extra special is going to happen. She would clean off the table. And then we would, I would set up the communion. And then we'd go through the service. And when it was time to get to the Lord's Prayer, and I'm not even going to try to do her accent. It was so German, so broken English. I understood what she was saying. She was saying, pastor, can we say the Lord's Prayer in auf Deutsch or German? And every month I would say, Lydia, I don't know German, but please do. And I'm going to tell you, I have never seen somebody pray with such passion than when Lydia was praying. She poured her whole heart, soul, mind, and strength into every single word of the Lord's Prayer. And it was with her hands folded, her head down, her eyes closed, and in German language. Pretty amazing. All right, for those of you that um, are Roman Catholic or former Roman Catholic, uh, this might be something that's familiar to you. And these are called what? The rosary. And I'm going to tell you just simply, if you've never experienced what that is or what that's all about, really the simplest explanation is it's a disciplined form of prayer. You go through those beads and you kind of are praying things. And it's just a, it's kind of a tool to remind you of what you're praying for. And, in fact, there's a Lutheran version of these. Go figure, right? All right, so that's that. Now I'm going to show you the last one. Yeah, Yeah, baby, yeah. 1976, Caprice Classic, with a 454 and a 16-year-old driving it. Do you see that there could be an issue here? I had just gotten my license, and I was going to do something that some of you probably don't know what this means, but those of you that are older will know what this means. You go cruising. Anybody know what cruising is? Yeah, just look around you. We're probably in our 50s or more, whatever. But cruising is a time where you get in a car, you put your window down, you put the music up, and you drive the same space back and forth for a long period of time. And I was in the car with my two best friends, Kurt and Carl. In fact, we just went to a Styx concert recently. You know, it's like living back in the dream. Um, And we were were going back and forth and I was doing neutral drops. And I'm not going to explain how to do it. But those of you that know what that is, you're going, hmm, that's not good for a car. Well, I was doing it a little bit different than usual because I was extraordinary in many ways. (laughs) Is we were going about 50 miles an hour, that's what I remember, it could have been more, and one of my friends accidentally hit my hand that hit the the stick shift, and it went from neutral into reverse. Right? The car's going forward, And then you tell your car you want to go backwards. Not a good thing. Now, for those of you that know my story, I I, I grew up in the church, but I didn't go to church. But I'm going to say it was my most intense, passionate prayer ever. Because as the car kind of froze, the steering wheel didn't work, Um, The brakes didn't work, and I was barely able to pull it over to the side, and the smell of burning rubber and all the other stuff was pretty bad. And I prayed, oh, God, help me. I didn't know where else to turn, because all I could picture is trying to explain this to my mom and my dad, who was a police officer, what I just did. And so I prayed, passionately and fervently, and guess what, the car started. Yeah, and it worked for about two weeks, and all of a sudden, nobody understands why it didn't work anymore. (laughs) I didn't offer up that information, mom, dad, you know, all right, it was me. Here's a quote that just comes from me, so if you want to quote it, you can say it's from you, I don't care. What we believe about God will dramatically shape how we pray. I'm going to say it again. I want you to let it kind of soak in. What we believe about God will dramatically shape how we pray. Now, I had learned just enough going to a Lutheran Christian school all the way from first grade all the way through high school. I knew enough that when I was in trouble, I go to the big guy and this was trouble. And I think that's what was going on in the life of Jonah. Jonah knew enough. I mean, remember, he was a a prophet to Israel. He was proclaiming the word of the Lord to his people. And it was really a good time in the life of Israel. It was really good. It was good to be a prophet at that point. But then God tells Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. And where we left last week, remember, the storm and all this stuff and then the sailors cast lots and they try to row back in and but all of a sudden they say okay so they pitch Jonah overboard and he's now floating into the sea and all of a sudden out of the clear blue a big fish comes we call it a whale maybe today and now he's inside the belly of the whale and he is praying i think a very desperate prayer I don't know how many times Jonah saw people get eaten by a big fish and come out alive i don't know but he's probably experiencing some very uncomfortable moments and yet he turns back to god because again what you dr- what you think about god will dramatically impact how you pray so here's the beginning From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. So here he is. In a 1976 Chevy Caprice, no, actually, he was in the belly. I was in the... And he's now praying something very desperate. I need help. I need help. This is bigger than me. This is more than I can handle. And he turns to the God that he's been a prophet for, and he prays. Now, one of the things that I encourage you to go to Jonah chapter 2, read, read the prayer, because it's powerful. And I don't know if you're going to see this, but if you look in the footnotes, often you're going to see um, other Bible verses. I'm thinking, here's Jonah, and, and you're going to see I'm going to have the prayer itself, and then I'm going to have a parenthesis. I believe he was praying the Psalms. He was reflecting back on those prayers of the Psalms, and he was now kind of using it for his prayer language. So, example. Let's go to Jonah 2, 3. He says, For you cast me into the deep. And you can can kind of see in Psalm 88 and also Psalm 107 and also some other places, that same kind of language. So I'm thinking Jonah is praying this. And I think this is what Jonah was going through. He's experiencing and praying for that God would answer in spite of guilt. I, I think there's a tendency or temptation to think when we are guilty or we're a sinner, God goes like this. Talk to the hand. I don't want to hear from you any any again. That's not the way God works. Instead, God is intently listening. Even in the midst of our guilt. And remember, I've said this, and I'll say it again. I hope you can identify yourself with Jonah in two ways. Number one, you are just as guilty as he. Number two, God has grace for people like Jonah and for you and me. So in the midst of our guilt for Jonah and for us, God is listening even when we were cast into the deep. And I don't know what your deep is today. It could be cancer, finances, relationship breakup. I mean, there's so much deep out there these days that seems so dangerous. And sometimes, many times, we have put ourselves into those places and we're guilty. And God goes like this. I'm going to listen to you because I love you. All right, secondly, God answers us in spite of our judgment. So not only are we guilty, but God has some thoughts about that guilt. Verses five and six: A, the waters closed in over me; the deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountain. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. I mean, it was a desperate situation. He was experiencing the consequence to his behavior. So, not only the guilt, but here's the judgment. Here's what's going to happen, Jonah. You're in the middle of the the belly of a whale, and all this stuff is going on. Seems pretty desperate but once again Jonah knows God is listening and he's praying intently verse 7 God answers us and delivers us from impossible circumstances i for me i mean i don't know about you when i when i was younger and i heard the story of the jonah and the and the whale i thought that the whale was god's ridiculous punishment for jonah I'm thinking like, okay, it's, it's, it's one thing to be in a big storm with sailors and they're like, we don't like you. We're going to throw you overboard into the water. You're going to die. But I thought, boy, this is really cruel. God's going to take them and eat them with a, with a whale. But that's not what it ended up being. And even though that circumstance seems so dismal God was at work. And so Jonah keeps going to him and saying, okay, God, I just need you. I need you to do something about this circumstance. And again, I think he's leaning back on what he has learned about his God. And then we get to Jonah 2, verse 9b. God answers in the nick of time. Maybe you've had moments like this where you just feel like everything is, I mean, you tried everything. You've hit bottom. And I wonder if that's maybe how God sometimes works in our life. And and I've done this with my kids. Sometimes I see the trouble they're getting into, and sometimes I'll just sit back like this and go, okay, I want to rescue you now, but I don't think you're going to learn your lesson. And as a parent, isn't that hard when you see your kids doing some of those things? That's what I guess my parents probably knew too, right? They, pfft. My mom and dad probably knew that it was me that did the 1976 Caprice Classic. Or if you remember last week, you know, the story of the, the lamp and me breaking it all the time, or the week before, and, you know, but God sits here like this. And he says, when are you going to trust me? When are you going to turn to me? I'm going to use the circumstances you're going through and at the right time. And the transition here is when when. Jonah prays these words, salvation belongs to the Lord. Do you you know what happens? This is going to be next week. Jonah is actually vomited out of the belly of the whale, not just spit. That's too nice. But literally vomited out. Salvation is coming. And Jonah is experiencing it. All right. God answers in stages, not all of which are comfortable. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their true loyalty. I think this is a, uh, one of those moments in prayer when we start straying. I do this quite often. I think he's now thinking about those sailors and their superstition and, you know, their way of doing things and how bad they are, Right? So I think he just got got that in there. But then he shifts gears. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I had vowed I will pay. And then we get back to that salvation belongs to the Lord. You start seeing a heart that's starting to, to kind of get focused. And then, for what purpose? I do believe that Jesus saves us from sin. But there's another part to this. I don't think he just saves us from something. He saves us for something. And I believe this whole process for Jonah was this recommitment to taking the message, the word of God, to Nineveh. And so God is gonna use these circumstances. He didn't necessarily bring them on, but boy, he's gonna use them to get Jonah back on track. So. Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And he began to go into the city, going a day's journey. A recommitment, a rededication, uh, maybe a, a refocus back on why is he here. God called him to be a prophet for a reason. Because people need to hear that word. So let me go back to the quote. What we believe about God will dramatically shape how we pray. Over time, I'm getting to know God more and more in different ways. Who he is, how he loves, the characteristics of how that is becoming more evident to me as I experience life's ups and downs. I mean, some of them, I hope you know these, but I want to encourage you to to look at these. Do you realize how loved you are by God? Do you realize, you know, St. Paul says it this way, nothing will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And then you go through the list death nor life, angels or demons, present or the future, any powers, height or depth, I mean, anything else in creation. Nothing will separate the love of God in Christ Jesus from somebody like you. Do you know that? I forget it sometimes. I get distracted. I don't think I was thinking of that when I was in the 1976 Chevy Caprice Classic. I was just thinking about the peril that I would face with my mom and dad. But can you imagine if we started thinking more and realizing more and living more? Like I am loved by God and there's nothing that will separate me from his love. Secondly, 1 John 1, we have an advocate. You know, when we're in our sin, you know, and we're steeped in sin, if we're left on our own, we would be trouble, in trouble forever. But an advocate is somebody who steps in and says, you know what, I got this. I got, I got his tab. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of all of it. I'm going to suffer and die on a cross. I'm going to rise again on the third day. I've got this so that Jim Thielen and you can go to heaven. We have an advocate. Somebody who loves us deeply. Thirdly, Paul says, God works for the good of those who love him. Do you know this? I find myself having to pray a lot. God, please help me have the faith to believe that even when everything else is falling apart, even when chaos is all around and maybe even in me, you're going to work together for good because you love me? I hope I remember that. I hope you do too. And lastly is John 14. I've been having a a kind of a dialogue, an email with somebody who struggles with this scripture, and I don't blame them. I struggle with it too. But let's, let's just walk through what I call two really important points. Number one, this is Jesus. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Salvation for the world? I mean, what is he getting at? I mean, he, that's the greatest work of all time. I'm getting a glimpse of this. You know, here at 1C, we're about, what, 12, 13 years old and very humble beginnings where people got together and started praying about mission and ministry. And here we are now today, we're, we're growing. Um, and we started this live streaming thing where we take the message and the music and the word of God to people. And all kinds of people are now watching and listening and participating. To me, it's just an example of that. Or for those of you that were here on Friday thank you uh, we did night to shine here we were the host congregation uh, we worked with um, many other churches in this community and this room was filled with people who would not have a prom experience except for the fact well that people like you and me said you know let's make this happen and Amber who was uh, the chair of this was here at the last service and Just amazing. God is doing really great things and greater things as his love becomes evident. But the second part, if I I can go back to that slide, please. The second part of it is this. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Anything? Anything? Well, one of the presumptions that are, that's actually included in this is we, when we pray in his name, we are now acknowledging him and his will and his ways. He knows more than us, he sees more than us, and he's going to do what's best for us. So when we pray in his name, he is going to do for you and me some awesome things. He's going to change us and transform us and use us to share the message of God's love to all people.
1: In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. We lift up all those in China and around the world battling coronavirus. Prayers for the people who are leaving China to come back to the United States battling this virus. We lift them up. Prayers for my friends, twin grandsons, born 12 weeks early. Watch over them, help them grow and thrive until they can come home. A prayer for my family while we get through these troubled times. A prayer for myself and my fellow addicts that we become and have a successful recovery. A prayer and thanks Lord for forgiveness. A prayer for my son that he may find a job. Continued prayers for our grandsons for God's love and healing for both of these young men. We know prayers are a source of healing and love. Thank you for my children, Sandra and Serenity, for they are both a special blessing. and They have a great birthday on Monday. Thank you for a blessing for my sister and lifelong best friend of 13 years. Bless Serenity to have a wonderful 13th birthday tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for sensing your, sending your Son and blessing us. Prayers of thanks and gratefulness for my SOS family and staff. May we guide and grow with one another in our Lord Jesus Christ. Prayers for my SOS family and the church family and for my family. Dear Lord, please hold my dear friend who is struggling to make it in these confusing, harsh times, help her to remember she is your child, she is loved, she is forgiven, she is worthy. Prayers for Tracy and her family as they are faced with some difficult changes and decisions with Tracy's cancer journey. Please give them and calm them their fears and ease their pain. Thank you God for allowing us to celebrate Brentland's Bentley's first birthday. Friday, please give him a healthy new year. Prayers for Tracy and her family, that they may know and feel the love and peace that only God can give. Prayers of thanks for the 1C community and their love and continued support for the night to shine prom. Prayers for my son who is dealing with medical issues. Prayers for my relationship with my son that we are able to get rid of strife and build it with love and patience. Prayers for the soldiers and the families and the friends. I pray for the sick and the lonely, that they may find life in you, Jesus. Prayers for anyone suffering with cancer, ALS, and any other horrible disease. A prayer of thanks, Lord, for all your blessings, big and small. A prayer, dear Jesus, that you be with me and my husband And while he is deployed, keep our families safe. Help us continue to grow closer together, even though we are a world apart. Be with my children and help them to remain patient. Prayer for my mom and who's healing for her knee. Prayers, dear Lord, that you give my daughter the words to help guide her friend through a difficult time and a difficult addiction. Bring healing to this friend. Prayer for my grandma and grandpa to keep them safe and close to you. Please help my family to be good and to be safe. Prayers for strength in my marriage. We just thank you, Lord, for all your blessings that you give us. Thank you, Father God, that your son makes it possible for us to come to you in prayer, that we can talk to you at any time, day or night, that you are always there to hear us in whatever circumstance. We just thank you for that, Father. Join me as we say the Lord's prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins." This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And I was thinking about this meal. And when Jesus was in that upper room with his disciples and they were celebrating the Passover meal. Remember, that was commanded by God to remember what God had done for the children of Israel when the angel of death passed over those homes. But the amazing thing is Jesus was thinking about his disciples then and his disciples today. He knew that people like you and me need him, his presence, his power, his love. That's why um, here at 1C, we believe that this is, yes, bread and wine, but also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and the reminder one more time that he is always with us. So if this is your belief, we invite you and encourage you to come and to celebrate this meal. If it's not your belief, we still invite you to come forward. We'd love to share a blessing with you. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen.
0: of eternal promise Stirring in your sons and daughters, Earth revealing heaven's wonders Spirit come Spirit come. What you spoke is now Children shall behold it And dreams awaken in this moment
2: Lord Jesus we thank you again again and again and again for the gifts you give to your people, this meal, your Holy Spirit, your word and your promises and we pray that this meal received in faith, given out of love by you would strengthen us and embolden us to live on this earth as we shine brightly your light of love Thank you for your grace, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Wow. About seven months ago, we've been talking and praying about what can we do for our community in the summer months. And uh, back in Tucson, I had an experience of a summer camp and I, you know, kept, we kept talking, praying about it. And Brittany is here to give us some of the details of what I think is very exciting, not just for 1C, but for this, this community. So Brittany, if you would.
3: Well, I'm super excited to officially announce uh that 1C will be offering a summer camp for our school-age youth this summer. It kicks off May 26 and it goes for eight weeks. Campers will get to experience an amplified version of VBS that we call BLAST, Building Lives Around Sound Truth. Each week we will introduce a new uh, theme with a whole new message and this is truly a unique program because it's also a leadership program for our older youth We will offer leadership training to all youth seventh grade through college students who are interested in volunteering or teaching at the camp. I'll be over at Next Steps After Service, so if you'd like more information to sponsor a camper or to come and apply, come and see me.
2: Wonderful. In fact, we have something that's coming up soon in the month of March that is gonna highlight this a little bit and give you a little taste of what this summer camp would be like. Uh, Brittany, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yep, so we'll be hosting um, our first ever annual carnival called Spring Blast on March 21st and we'll have inflatables, a Nerf gun room, face painting, balloon animals, food, um, it's just a great chance for the community to come in and see one see, see the facility and get a little peek of what the summer camp has to offer. Um, the proceeds will go towards financial assistance for the campers, and volunteers are needed. So if you're interested in volunteering for the carnival, you can come see me over at Next Steps as well.
2: Yeah, and I'll just say this. If you could just start praying for this. I mean, it's eight weeks, right? But pray that God would lead the right um, leaders and, and staff. Um, also, those, the children that are in our community. Boy, you know, can you imagine if they come here and they get to hear the message of Jesus? and how lives can change. So keep uh, Brittany in prayer as she heads this up. And as she, she is just loving this. This is so good. Uh, but it's a, a pretty big task. So please pray for her. So thank you.
4: Greg. Yes, if you are a guest worshiping with us today, we are very glad that you're here. We'd love to have the chance to meet you and also give you a welcome gift. So if you have not had a chance to stop by Next Steps yet, please do so. And Next Steps is found on your right before you exit the main doors. Uh, stop by and see us so we can meet you and give you that welcome gift. And if you've been coming to 1C for a while or you're you're brand new and would like to learn more about who we are as a church, what we believe, our history, our mission, and possibly pray about making 1C your, your church home, I'd um, like to invite you to a new disciple launch on March 1st from 12 to noon. Um, then also we have a concert coming up on March 12th at 7 p.m., I'm really excited about this concert. I've seen Seventh Day Slumber in concert. Great band, it'll be a great experience. Tickets are on sale on our website, onecchurch.com.
2: Right, and that's for you to come, but also bring some other people so they could be blessed by the message of the gospel through that music. Um, also, if I can have the slide up from Night to Shine. Um, I had the, the vantage point of coming up here and standing here and seeing the group. And when they got together like this, I mean, I was moved to tears to think of this church and the churches and this community saying, we want to do something so that children and adults of all ages can experience something like this. And I'll just say, in my 30 years of ministry, I've never seen anything like this. So I just want to say thank you to 1C Church for, again, hosting and having uh, this facility to be able to do it. But again... Amber and the team and the churches um, all came together and made a difference. So to God be the glory for he is doing great things. Uh, That's it for announcements. Let's stand and we have another song as we worship our Lord.
0: First degree Son of God Hanging on a hill Hell was my destiny The crowd was shooting Crucified Could have come from these lips of mine The dirty shame was killing me it would take a miracle to wash me clean. Then I Heart began to be the breath of God filled my lungs, and the Holy Ghost awakened me, and the Holy Ghost awakened me when I everybody go in peace and serve the lord